Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Happy Thanksgiving. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with the co-founders of So Powerful, Jason and Cinnamon Miles. We're so glad you could join us today. How are you? We're great. Yeah. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving to you too. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. This has been such a challenging and interesting year, but at the same time, there's so many so powerful things that we have to be thankful for. There was an annual planning meeting recently, and I understand the participants helped develop a fairly long list of things that were really great accomplishments. What were some of the highlights from that list? Oh, it's hard to choose one. So I guess we can just kind of take turns. I don't know if there's a single amazing highlight, but just so many positive things that occurred, even though the year was challenging and difficult. It's hard to believe that this year we were actually at a a couple big shows. It feels like we haven't done any big shows all year long, but in fact, we actually did do Austin and Seattle. Yeah, January and February, and then it just has been such a different year since then. Yeah, Yeah. but it was really a blast to be able to go to Austin, and that show was fantastic, and the Seattle show was great as well. At the Seattle show, we did something that was really special, where the um, show hosts, uh, it's Washington State, they ask us to do the hands-on sewing project or one of them, uh, like a charitable sewing area the whole time, the whole entire show. Mm -hmm. And they kept sending people over to make purses. And it was just a really, really nice time to see people sit down, learn about the program, make their first purse. I thought that was a very special Yeah, it was a great way to really connect with people on a different level than just conversations in the booth. So you Mm -hmm. had extended periods of time. It also was great to get insight on somebody looking at the sewing pattern for the first time and trying to go through that and ways in which we can make that better, easier to understand. So it was fun. It was fun too, because we saw a lot of younger people people in there with some younger kids that were doing it, mothers and daughters, or one group was a mother, a daughter, and a grandma all together. So that was kind of a multi-generational. How how special is that? Yeah. Wow. And we also had a partial participation in Atlanta at the quilt show there before COVID actually hit sort of right in the middle of all of that. Yeah, that was really the show that was sort of shut down, what, halfway or two thirds of the way through. And that really started the whole COVID lockdown phase for us. I think that one kicked off, though, the So Powerful Purse Parade idea. (laughs) You know, was that the one where they had the little sort of like fashion show style of purses while the charity was being talked about, which is a fun idea to see come together? Yeah, and I'd really like to be able to see us do that at another show whenever we start having shows again. Yeah. Well, then we mentioned COVID. So sort of recap what happened. You know, everything started shutting down, but So Powerful made an excellent pivot. What happened this year? Yeah, you know, right when all the shows started to be canceled, because I think when we started the year, our goal was 15. It was a big goal. (laughs) Major shows, including Birmingham, England, you know, NEC there. We had been there in 2018. Uh, 19? 19, sorry. Yeah. And it was such a blast. And we were like, yes, we're going to go back. (laughs) But of course, COVID hit. So yeah, the first thing that we thought was like, how do we replace 
the engagement with mm -hmm. all of those people. We talk to thousands of people at every one of these big shows and invite them to make a purse. And so we just brainstormed really quick and thought to ourselves, okay, how could we make something that's a virtual activity? And so we came up with the isolation challenge, fun play on words. I think our son came up with the phrase. Yeah, yeah. I so S-E-W, lation challenge. And we ask people to support the idea of making purses. And we were able to roll that out to a lot of the major manufacturers and large brands in the sewing industry and basically ask them to support it. And it was really a funny situation because I think everybody was like, what do we do? The shows just got canceled. We don't really have a plan. And then we came forward and said, hey, would you sponsor our isolation challenge? And, and many, many sponsors stepped up in a big way. And we just got fantastic support by the sewing industry for the isolation challenge. And that was really a huge blessing. And part of that was a contest with prizes that these sponsors donated too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, we really made a fun time out of it. And a lot of people had uh, a great experience, got exposure to the So Powerful Purse program. But then, of course, you know, the brands were positioned well and got their exposure as well. So it was a great time. And then good things came out of that as well. Yeah, it um, was great. I think like to connect with the different companies, manufacturers in a way that wasn't asking for money or any mm -hmm. of that. It was a win-win on both sides. And yeah. it was relationship building for some of the larger companies, the Quilt Inc. and Baby Lock mm -hmm. that sort of rolls into the article that Threads Magazine did for So Powerful. That was awesome to see that come together mm -hmm. and the timing of it all. When we were first working with them, I think earlier in the year, and then as it kind of rolled out and came out, in their magazine in July, in the midst of everything that was going on. And so many people at that point were just sewing. Sewing machines were sold out everywhere. People were sewing masks and, you know, everybody's kind of locked down at home. And it was a great opportunity, I think, to see how that all came together. And, and to be featured in Threads was a huge, huge, huge thing. It's kind of surreal, I think, to, mm -hmm. to see a magazine on the shelves for so long. And mm -hmm. then just all of a sudden be like, hey, <laughs> we're in that magazine. Like, how did this come together? So yeah. that was awesome. And it was just a really, really nicely put together article. It was just a very nice presentation of the program. Mm -hmm. and it was terrific. Yeah. Well, and another article was written in the Quilts Inc. newsletter. We had started that process in October of 2019, when we met the communications director for the quilt festival in Houston. And yeah. so yeah. even though we weren't there in person, we were maybe still in some way reaching out to our community. Um, well, and I was sort of want to back up a little bit to the isolation challenge because there was another really fun part where we did videos meet a purse maker. I think that was a really fun way to get to know a lot of the people whose names you might see or who make comments or show their purses. And of course, that really led to kicking off the whole idea of this podcast. Well, that's true um, too. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, so the podcast yeah. came out of that idea and is it's been a, a really, really neat part of 2020 to have the podcast out there and launched and Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm, very, I'm yes. very thankful for it. Well, on the Meet the Purse Maker, we had a video with Mary Alice Landau who showed us 
how to put so many purses in one box. (laughs) And honestly, I think that was instrumental in people sending in a lot of purses because they could do it more economically after they saw how Mary Alice had done it. And that was such a fun little video that she had put together for us. I think that was the closest thing to a viral video we've ever had. (laughs) Yes, I think we notice that now. We see that particular USPS, the long flat box, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, has the most packed in there and people are really learning to pack them in and get them to us. Yeah, it's awesome. Let's jump ahead to the summer where Cinnamon, you and Leslie Unruh had a very productive, interesting day. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that was called the person a day. We did a live sew along. It lasted all day, (laughs) but we did that broken apart into little chunks and it was a lot of fun. I think we had really good engagement with different people throughout the day, walk them through all the different parts of sewing that basic purse. And then also we're able to talk about the program. I think we had a lot of people there that it was the first time they were hearing about So Powerful. And so sort of how that video works, you know, when you're doing a Facebook live and if people are watching and it's shared, they share to other people. And so it was a good engagement tool, I think, mm-hmm. and a fun, a fun way to kind of just add a little bit of life to the program that we could bring online instead of having that in-person style. Like a virtual retreat, a day-long retreat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and just last week, I saw that video had come up to the top of the list again because people were still watching it. So it's sort of evergreen. So one of the other programs that you came up with for engagement with our purse makers was to create a gift and a symbol for our seamstresses in Zambia. What was that? And tell us about that. Yeah, it was a really nice part of the activities this year. We called it the Quilt of Joy. And so if you're not familiar on the ground right now in Lusaka, Zambia, we have a very exciting building project occurring. It's, and it's almost done. I mean, we're just at the final stages of it. And it's a vocational training center. It's the new home of the sewing cooperative in And so that building has just been a huge, huge miracle. And it's just come together so nicely. You can see a lot of photos and the, the journey of it coming together on the website. And one of the things that we thought we could do was create a quilt that would be nicely displayed in the new sewing room. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And off the top of my head, I'm not going to remember the details of the measurements and all that, but asking each person to create a quilt block and then Sue and Leslie, you know, worked together to really kind of bring it all together in a way that just, it looks amazing to have everybody do their own thing, their own color scheme, and to bring it together in a format with the binding that brings it all together. It's a pretty big quilt. Six by six blocks that make a big block. I think there's nine in a block (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, as I'm trying to remember, I wish I had a picture in front of me. But yeah, it's amazing. And I think it's going to add so much joy to the room for the ladies to see just it's Mm -hmm. colorful, it's beautiful, and it is just so personal. And I think it's a nice way to connect with them as they're sewing and knowing that the women here that are supporting their program and sewing all around the world really just want to see success in that group and in that co-op. Yeah. And our hope was to take it in May on the trip to Zambia. Of course, that couldn't happen this year because of COVID. And so the quilt of joy is still (laughs) ready to go. And honestly, it's good timing because the building really wasn't done sufficiently in May to do like a grand opening or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But our upcoming trip this coming May is on the books. It's going to be scheduled. 
whether we can get there or not because of COVID restrictions, we'll find out. But our hope is to actually go and do a grand opening celebration and the Quilt of Joy would be presented. And it'll be a very nice part of the grand opening celebration of the new building. Can you talk a little bit more about the building? Tell us, is it a one-story building, two-story building? Tell us all about it. Yeah, we'd love to have you go and look at it on the website. We've gotten some very, very nice videos and photos. In fact, I just got a video Mm -hmm. this morning of everyone standing outside in front of the building singing with a bunch of girls who are purse recipients. So we'll have to have that video amazing. The building is basically the primary location that we operate the sewing cooperative and soap cooperative at is a school. And it was really the moms of that school that we started working with. And they, in essence, took over the teacher's lounge and turned it into a sewing room. And so they've done that now for what's, you know, since 2013. Mm -hmm. And so this new building was really huge opportunity because they were constrained in their space and just couldn't add any more team members. They just, there was no Mm -hmm. space for new team members. And so this new building was an opportunity when a piece of land next to the school came up for sale. And so we purchased the land and then began to plan for what could the building ideally be like. And it's basically an L-shaped building, two stories tall. And the entire upstairs is this beautiful sewing center and offices and restrooms, that kind of thing. And then downstairs, there's vocational training rooms. And it's just, it's laid out for a huge, huge blessing to the community. Mm-hmm. And they're calling it the skills training center. And it really is going to make a huge difference in the life of the community. And and we've had donors step up in just amazing ways to make it possible. We started the project with just barely enough money to buy the property. It wasn't like we had the funds to do this. And it's just been incrementally accomplished as donors have stepped up. And it's just been a, a wonderful project this year. And it's close enough now that the flooring, the painting, the ceiling, everything's done in the building, except just a few things like the solar panel system and things like that. And so Uh, Esther and the ladies have been in there and she said when they first went in to kind of really you know kind of acknowledge that it was ready to use they just there were just tears Mm -hmm. and some of the ladies just even said this is us like (laughs) this is us they couldn't believe it Mm -hmm. and so it's just been a huge huge blessing to see it come together yeah and is the building fully funded you know we're about $25,000 short as we record this But by the time you hear it, it might be, you can go to our website and see, we're going to do a few final projects, the solar panel system I mentioned, solar batteries and all that. We're going to put pavers all the way around the building so that mud is sort of kept at bay and it has, you know, kind of a nice exterior courtyard vibe. Septic tank needs to continue to be kind of finished, but pretty much it's real close. We're about $25,000 in total uh, away from having it completely done. So, yeah. And if somebody wanted to contribute to the building fund, how would they do that? Sure. Right on the website, there's a giving tab and then there's a building fund. And if you go there and the building fund is still up and there's buttons to give, we still need money. (laughs) (laughs) And after we don't need funds, I'll just remove the buttons, but we might just keep the program details there so people can see the photos and that kind of thing of the new building. Yeah. Well, on that note, why don't we take a quick break? And when we come back, we're going to talk about more of the 2020 highlights and we'll rejoin Jason and Cinnamon. So we'll be back in just a moment. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book? 
This updated version of the original bestseller, 4.9 out of 5 stars, by the way, is again authored by so powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. And now back to our podcast. Welcome back. We've been speaking to Jason and Cinnamon Miles on this special Thanksgiving episode of the So Powerful podcast. We've been talking about the 2020 highlights and all the things that we're so thankful for from So Powerful. We just talked about the building and where we are there, but there's so much more that we have to be thankful for. One of the things that happened this year as a result of you both attending the NEC conference in 2019 was what has happened in the UK as a result. So can you expand on that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Going to the UK, like we mentioned, was amazing. Awesome. We went out there and our UK coordinator, Sandy Sim, welcomed us and got us all oriented. It was great to connect with her and really it was good on both sides to encourage her in her role. And since then it's taken off. The amount of different people, donors, purse makers that we had on the list this year when the box came in was amazing. The growth in that is amazing. I think it was just from them somewhere in the range of about 1,200 purses that that Mm -hmm. came in the other day, which is super awesome to see. It really was amazing to see just how much of an interest there is uh, for sewing at that event. It was a big event and was a very energetic vibe, and it just made us realize how much opportunity there is all throughout the UK to really grow the program. So that's super exciting. Do you remember how many purses we may have gotten from the UK previously? If we got 1,200 this year, how does that compare to the past? I think it's more than double. Yeah, I was thinking hundreds. I, I don't know why I was thinking somewhere in the I think we got 400 last 200 year. 200 or 400, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it was a huge, huge amount of growth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's amazing. And the event itself, NEC, if you ever need a reason to go to (laughs) England. The Birmingham NEC event is, if you've ever been to the Houston Quilt Show, I would say it's bigger and more involved than the Houston Quilt Show. From my perspective now, I could be wrong, but it just seemed as if, and and if you've been to Houston, you know it's massive, Mm -hmm. but NEC is just fantastic show and people were so receptive, Mm -hmm. so open to it. We didn't know going whether this would really resonate or not, like in the same way. And the only disconnect we encountered was that in the UK, a purse is only <laughs> referred to as like a coin purse. And really it's a bag as well. So we kept yeah. saying, we'd like to make the so powerful person. And they, <laughs> they'd realize we were Americans and yeah. we were calling it the wrong thing from their perspective. But once they got the idea, man, their hearts opened mm-hmm. and they were just very encouraging. And it was a wonderful connection with many friends. We had a wonderful booth volunteer that was there with us named Sandy Snowden. She sadly passed away Mm -hmm. just in this last month. I look back on that and I'm just so grateful that we got to meet her. Yeah. 
and we got to make those connections. Mm -hmm. She was just a wonderful soul. And she had purses that she had completed that her husband actually sent to Sandy Sim, our coordinator, and they got to us this year. So, so Sandy Snowden will always be near and dear to our heart because of her warm reception and the engagement we had there in England with her the first year. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, and so we're talking about quantities of purses. We did things a little bit differently this year, and you were able to do, I would say, an intermediate shipment to Zambia mm-hmm. this year for the first time. Yeah, I mean, this is so exciting. The program growth is just really, really neat. Now, if you're familiar with our program, we collect purses all year long, generally, and we would do a one-year at the end of year shipment through World Vision Container System to Zambia. Well, this year, we had so many purses coming in by the summertime we were like, man, we should just do a mid-year shipment. So we sent 9,000 purses in the summer. And now we're on track to send another shipment as we end the year. We'll see <laughs> how many purses we end up with. Our goal for 2020 was 20,020 purses. <laughs> why, why wouldn't it be that? And we'll see whether we get there, how close we get. Of course, we can blame COVID if we don't get to our goal. <laughs> yes, it's convenient. <laughs> but we did just have a landslide of boxes coming in and we just had a great time doing the last So Powerful Live. Mm-hmm. That's the other project change that we did this year where we used to just do a big giant unboxing party and process all the purses, get them ready to ship. This year, we, they were coming in so quickly, we realized we should just do frequent unboxing parties. And so we're calling those So Powerful Lives. They've been really warmly received. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's a great way to connect, I think, much more frequently. Show the boxes we can try to get through in 30 minutes or sometimes it's going a little longer. But when we were doing that annual unboxing, it was getting to the point where I think it was a three hour long event event of trying to um, announce all these boxes. So this has been fun. It's a fun way to do it. We've talked about doing it maybe monthly or so right now. And, you know, if we really pick up the pace, will it will it be more frequently, but it's been great to just stay connected to the donors and be able to show the purses as they're coming in. I think on both sides, people really enjoy that. Well, you know, we had a November one priority date. Now, does that mean people can't send any more purses this year? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, we're, we're happy to take them all year long. You know, it's funny. We don't call it a deadline. We always say our priority mailing date. In fact, We'll take them any time of the year, we'll process them and we'll get them shipped out. So I know a lot of people like to have the priority mailing date just as a reminder, really. Mm -hmm. But this year, like literally as we record this, we're still taking purses towards our 2020 goal. We'll keep counting right up to the end of the year Mm -hmm. and we'll see if we get close to that 20,000 and 20 purses goal. But no, we're happy to receive them anytime in any quantity, really, yeah. You might have to have a, a live session at midnight on December 31st. <laughs> the final countdown. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And instead of having the ball drop, it might be a, a purse drop. Another project that we had this year is related to the purses. And we did a special project for note cards. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, one of the challenges with our model is we've just we're very clear that every purse that goes to a girl in Zambia should have a nice note card from the purse maker ideally but sometimes we have purse makers that just don't do that they just they can't keep up with the note cards or it's just not their thing and so we've always had this circumstance where we've had to have note cards supplementally made and included in purses that don't have a card 
and so this year we thought what we should do is try to get more deliberate about using that as an opportunity to engage with people. Mm -hmm. And so we've got a group that's working on sort of a note card engagement opportunity, I guess you could say. And it's really coming together in interesting ways. Just a couple of weeks ago, we did an event at Microsoft. It was a virtual event, but it was in their October giving campaign. And they had Microsoft employees and their kids. So they were all on camera, all these, <laughs> you know, kids with their parents at all or Microsoft employees. And we challenged them to make note cards. And in the hour long session, we talked to them all about the program and they made note cards uh, that will go into the purses. And we're really hoping that this next year we can scale up that effort, find you know, crafters and scrapbookers and people who are passionate about making really nice cards and include them in the project more and more. Yeah, there is a huge world of scrapbooker paper crafters, and it's an opportunity to engage with people that maybe don't sew, but can create beautiful cards and we can bring the two together and open up the opportunity for a larger audience of people that are participating in the program and blessing the girls. And it becomes sort of more of a collaboration and we get beautiful, amazing cards and we have beautiful, amazing purses and the girls are really blessed. Yeah. I'm going to give a, a shout out to the three who worked on that, which was led by Peggy Crichton. And then the other participant was Leslie Unruh and then Samantha Fahey. So those three did an amazing job. And every week they're posting a new way to make just incredibly fun and beautiful note cards. So it's rather than just writing them, you can really sort of step up your game. You talked about Microsoft, which is there locally in Seattle, but you also strengthened your relationship with another regional vendor there, Quality Vacuum and Sew. Is that the right name? Mm -hmm. Quality Sewing Vac, sure. Yeah, okay. they've just okay. been a fantastic partner. Mm -hmm. We've had it's a longtime relationship now. They're local to us here and began to learn more about the program. When we first needed high quality machines in large quantities, we stopped there and talked to them about what our needs on the ground were in Zambia. And they just went above and beyond to help mm -hmm. us and really made it possible for us to have a, a good collection of high quality machines that we shipped to Zambia. And then now we've done that a couple more times. This last time they were all gifted. Yeah. Baby Lock and Quality Sewing stepped up together and gave us a large number of machines that we were able to ship to Zambia and really be a huge blessing to the sewing group there and really a central part of the production process. And it's just been a huge blessing. So we're really, really honored to be able to partner with Baby Lock and Quality Sewing and Vac here locally in the Seattle area. They're just huge blessings to us. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm glad we could give them a shout out. Now, you mentioned sending things to Zambia. Let's jump back over there. There is a farm there, and it's called the Three Esters Farm. And how has that developed, and what happened this year at the farm? Sure, yeah. The Three Esters Farm is such a fun thing to work on. It is 10 acres. It's about 20 minutes away from the primary location that we work at. And the projects on the farm are all dedicated to just feeding the kids at the local school. And there's 1,500 kids at that school. And so the goal is to get food production to the level that they're feeding them every day mm -hmm. uh, that they're at school from the farm. We're not there yet. We're still not there. But every season, we get closer and closer. Yeah. And so you want to talk about the banana projects a little bit? And 
Yeah, it was when we were there in May. So now it's a year and a half ago. And we worked on planting some of the trees. We did bananas and mangoes and papayas. And we've asked repeatedly, how are the bananas? Oh, because a few years prior to that, we had gone and planted orange trees. And then right away heard that the goats had gone in and eaten all these orange trees. (laughs) So we were pretty bummed. Yeah, so we kept asking. And then just recently, uh, Esther had sent some pictures of the little mini baby bananas that are starting to, to show up on those trees. So that's been fun to watch come together. They have the goats now quarantined into their own area. (laughs) I'm kidding, not quarantined. Yeah, it's been great. I think the different pictures that we've gotten and the feedback that we've gotten about the cabbages, the cabbages there are huge and the tomatoes. And really it's just kind of working through the seasonality of crops when they have a lot at one time and just kind of trying to figure out the cycles and what grows well. And there's a huge learning curve. It's not just as simple as when we first were like, oh, this will be great. It'll be so easy. But feeding 1500 kids every day is a monumental project. Tall order. But the banana orchard, and it is a large area of banana trees, is really exciting. They said it would be about two years for them to come into fruit. And that started now. And so the production of bananas off that orchard will be really, really exciting to see. Well, this is going to make a great story in the next edition of the We Are So Powerful book. But I want to wrap this up because you published the second edition this year too, right? We did. Yeah, it came out and we're really excited about it. It is just packed with testimonials and stories from purse makers. I think that's really the highlight of the book. It tells the story of so powerful from the first time we connected yeah. with the local group there in March 2009 through the various stages of growth. But the center of the book and really the centerpiece of the book is the stories of individual purse makers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any stand out to you or your thoughts on it. Yeah, but. I just always remember the first time I even picked up the first version of the book and started reading those. And I hadn't really realized the impact we were making outside of Zambia until I started to see those stories come in and we just continue to hear those stories. And now the tie-in with the podcast where you can actually hear those people retell those stories with emotion is amazing. So we just have so much that's coming out of the program on both sides and it's great to see it all captured in the book and just a shout out or an encouragement to anybody listening. If you have a story about why you do this and you haven't shared that yet, connect with us and let us know either in writing or be featured on the podcast in a way to share your story because if it's meaningful to you, it encourages and motivates other people and speaks to them in a new and exciting way. Well, that wraps up 2020 pretty much. Considering that we thought back in March that it was going to be a pretty dull year, it sounds like it didn't turn out that way. Not at all. And it's just an opportunity again for us to say thank you to everyone who's making So Powerful Purse Program possible. And people are praying for the ministry. People are giving financial gifts. People are making purses. People are stepping up as volunteers. And we always use the phrase, it's cliche, but together we are so powerful. And it really is actually not a cliche. It is actually the truth. None of this is possible if we don't all work together. And I just want to thank everybody again for their love and devotion to the girls and to the women there in Zambia and to the mission and purpose of So Powerful. Yeah. And I had to second all of that. It's an amazing blessing to see how many people have come together on both sides to really support Esther and the girls and the women in that community. 
thank you so much for your time today. I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving and I wish a happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> if what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now, go out and have a so powerful day. <laughs>